Good evening, Pulse Leaders. Good evening, sir. Good evening, sir. I believe we have all our leaders here this night. Get ready for our leadership class. And I think I think we haven't had leadership class for maybe three, four weeks now. But this is literally where I say it's our entry room. This is where the Lord speaks to us and gives us instruction as to what we need to do going forward in the weeks coming. I just want to thank God for the pulse soul snatches services that we've been having. Is it nations? 
Is it so winner? Is it life giver? But there's a message given to each and every one of us. And that's what the Lord does is, how does the Lord raise leaders? He raises them by giving them a message. So it's not like he begins to show you how to swing your sword. Or how, it, it's nothing complicated. It is the, it is the, the, the entrance of the word inside where is Christian. It is the entrance of the word inside. Oh, there you are. Please sit Inside the heart of a person. Then you understand, this is me. I wonder what Christ felt like when he understood who he was in the volume of the book. Understand that the man had to understand who he was in order for him to carry out the mission. So it's more like from birth he knew. He has to understand what the volume of the book says about him. And when he found himself, then he's bold enough to start living. Are you with me guys? Because that's what I want to speak about this evening. And I don't know where to title this word if it says signs and sons. So when Pastor Kevin was speaking about a sign and he was speaking, and I think God was just reaffirming to me that this is really the message you have to give this evening. Look, look around you. There is there is panic for, for a so-called um what they call this thing, a virus outbreak. Coronavirus outbreaks. How many people has it killed? This way they kill people like that. Flu has killed more people. Flu. You know what was so funny? Elon Musk put up a tweet saying this coronavirus pandemonia is dumb. I'm just looking at one of the most powerful guys in the world, just looking at everybody. I'm seeing an old man today like he's gonna rob tissues from me. <laughs> 20 people, and I'm about to say, hey, listen, go get me this, that, 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 that. Because I went for a viewing somewhere. And on my way to Lidl, I'm just seeing this Asian guy, he's just running out of the um, Lidl, and his trolley is filled with toilet paper. <laughs> and I'm thinking, so this thing is real, though. You have a real like fright and a scare for something that's only killed how many people? Maybe five, six, four. It makes no sense. They said they screened twenty thousand people, and in the screening of twenty thousand, three hundred and something have the corona, or whatever. And out of the three hundred, six have died. Is that a, is that a, a virus that's so lethal? Is that a lethal virus? Come and eat in um, Mama puts in, in uh, where is where we say? In Lagos now. Where they don't wash the meat. Let us Coronavirus Guys are drinking stale water in Africa. No clean water. And as you see mosquitoes hovering above the water, boys are fetching the water and drinking it. Water with moss and mold in it. You want to go tell a boy like that? Oh, do you know about Corona? What are you talking about? <laughs> How is it that people become so afraid? You know this thing called life. This thing called life is your cheat code. It's like your trump card. Because the Lord said that in, in his hand is the is, is life and death. In the hand of the Lord is life and death. So when I was saying to Stephen sometimes, Stephen, you know you're not really a trader, you're just like a life giver. Wherever you are. You can give life and multiply people. That's that's a gift right there. Because
from death, that's when you get them. Wait for scares and wait for when the world is in panic. I remember one of the richest men in the world. They asked him, what is your investment technique? And I've told the boys many times, stop reading those pinball and all those funny stuff that you read online. Those things are for people that don't understand anything. They're created by other men. You know what the richest man said? He said, I, I buy when others panic. And I stay calm when others are excited. So when others are panicking and saying, I will never get into cryptocurrency, guess what he's doing? He's entering that thing full on. And when others find something and say, no, you know what? It is good to invest in this thing. Then he backs away. He's understood that it is drive, it is volume, it is panic, it is pandemonium, it is madness that will usually tell you, like Pastor Kevin was saying, that will tell you where God has presented himself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, there's a problem in your life, but you forgot that God is also a problem. Yes, the mighty one of Israel, the mighty war of Israel, to some he appears as an issue. And for a time in your life, he's going to keep on appearing as a problem until you begin to break through problems and expand your capacity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Some of you need those problems in your life. Some of you need that. So I'm speaking to a young man and I'm saying to him, don't, don't fight people that you need. Just because this person doesn't agree with you doesn't mean that you go to war against them. Learn to strike peace when it's time for peace so that you can have that person as your aid. So we need to start learning as a community. I think we need to learn how to deal with our problems. Getting used to opening the brown letter and not throwing it around. Don't hide it under your bed because it's not just going to magically disappear. <laughs> you know, some guys do that, right? They just know one heavy bill is coming. I'm not going to look at it. Face the thing. It's not going to disappear. Like what the was saying, the worst you can do is keep it at bay. If you're strong enough, then you've learned to push things at bay to the time so you can get strong and you can deal with the issue. Don't go hiding away your brown letters. If not, they're going to appear as someone on your door. On your door. Say, yeah. And then you're going to wish you answered the letter. Isn't it? How do we learn to deal with issues as a community? Because I think it's one of the keys that the world has understood that if I can be a problem solver, it takes me just one step further. One of you was speaking in front of the church and I was speaking to her saying, now your issue now is a confidence matter. So that's the problem for today. How do you solve that? I said, look for one of the house people in the crowd. If you find Pastor Emma there, just keep your eye there. Don't look around because you might just find Iggy's and he's just giving you one dirty look. <laughs> so just keep your eye on Pastor Emma as long as you can. And in the midst of a thousand people, your one eye on Pastor Emma looks like you're looking at everybody. So you now look so confident and so strong. How did I become a speaker? Do you never believe that I was one of the most quietest people? I would only be like, yeah, you see, you don't, under, you don't believe. But I would only be like this if I'm annoyed or angry. But I'm very quiet. It's like, like what you see with Jaden. Sometimes I see him and remind of what I do sometimes. But I'm usually like that. But I didn't know that there is 
something inside me that can actually erupt and speak in the word. How did that come? It's my problem. But I said to Pastor Sam, listen, if you want us to hear this person, give them issue, they need problem. Someone wants to learn how to speak the word with boldness. How can you speak the word with boldness if there's no opposition against you? Then you have no reason to be bold. Do you understand? Amelia, are you hearing me? So you have no cause to be bold if there's nothing against you. How do I get bolder? Lord, keep on bringing me in front of someone and a position that is stronger. So that I can exercise the gift of boldness. Are you hearing me? So these are things that I believe God is raising the next set of leaders in this world. The next set of world dominators. But look around you carefully to where God presents himself. It is the issue around you. I said to Dr. Emmett, make sure you can never lose that house of medics. You can't lose that house. You can't get rid of that house. The burden of paying the rent and the this and the that of that house is the making of you as a leader. Is the making of Dr. Abraham. Is the making of Dr. Lee. It is your making. You gotta make sure that house burden is on you and you're managing it perfectly. Because what happens to the day when someone's going to manage a hospital? Hospital is just a big house. Nothing more. To, it's just a big house. More rooms. Bigger light built. More, more, more bedrooms, more people living inside it. You think you're running a trap house, but you're running a hospital. It's just that there's just three doctors there, and maybe one. Tanisha is no longer a patient. I was gonna say, <laughs> but she's now she's even in healthcare now. So it's like it's only doctors that are living there now. And once in a while, your guests may come and it's time for you to speak the word to them. So that's what you're doing, but you don't know now what it looks like. You don't know what it looks like. It is, it is something that you don't understand. So when Pastor begins to speak about the things in your life that you don't understand that God presents himself with, these are part of those things. These are part of those things that I start seeing my future in the things that I would never guess God would be in. I would never guess that the Lord would be in the fact that he gives me someone like Jaden. He's a very stubborn child, yes. There's no need for us to um, uh, ask ourselves, is it true, is it not? No, 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 he is, he knows, he is. That's why he's smiling, he's laughing, he knows. But it would be now, how do I raise a young man like that? Because you can't go picking the stones that you want to raise. How then do you call yourself a world leader? Do you know that a world leader is a pastor to the gates? He's a pastor to the transvestites. He's a leader to the to the to the what else again? LBG whatever they all are. I don't know what they all are, but he's a pastor to all of them. And when they come knocking on your door, you have to listen to them. And you have to have a solution for them. And you can't say, I'm not giving you a tax break because you're a gay. You can't say that. You're gonna have to look at him like your brother in Spanish Nation and give him the same dues or the same rights. So that's why the church is not in many places because the church will say, no, lock the door on those guys. They're not good people. How do you lock the door on a whole nation? And many times, God created and presented opportunities for you to be a leader, but you, you shut the door on the people because you just felt these people are not my guys. Listen, the fact that they don't look like you is the fact that you're called to them. You don't understand. 
because I, I was meditating on this scripture and I'm trying to understand who is God what does he look like and what is he about and I've been on this scripture for maybe three weeks now and as Pastor Toby's been preaching he's just been chopping at that word and I'm thinking how is it that I'm always guessing this man's movement but I never really fully understand but at least now that the word is speaking I'm, I'm hearing what he's saying who is God you guys are called to lead nation you guys are not called to lead church Forget about that thing of singing in the choir. Singing in the choir is administering healing. It's administering healing to people. So you have to get your place in a, your, your mind and your word in a place where when men come to you, you can release words like honey. It's not everybody that you give pepper to. You know that? Do you know that? You know that it's not everyone that enters your door that you give them fire. Oh, I just want to correct this boy or this girl. So you begin to give them fire. No, that person may have just needed ice water. They might just needed healing, cool, like something to just soothe them. Maybe there was already a burning in their heart. And if you're not discerning enough to know the burning, you're adding more fire where there's already a fire. Learn to put out what is already inflamed. So the word is all those things, but most importantly, what God is doing is He's raising leaders. That one I can count for sure. God is raising leaders. So look at yourself tonight and just know that you're sitting here only because you're called. Simple. It's got nothing to do with what you've done before or a CV in the past. God does not look at CVs. God doesn't know your past histories and all those things. God just looks at the man he formed when he was in heaven. So you and I have supposedly existed before. Supposedly in the mind of God. God dreams up and thinks up a man that is meant to be a solutionist to a world. To a world. A virus outbreak and still yet no one. No one to speak the mind of God in the breakout of the virus. How? How is it that in the, in the midst of a modern day play, when God is sending a sign to the world, because that's what it is, he sends a sign to the world, but there's no sun to speak. Where there is a sign, there's a sun. Always remember that. Where there's a sign, there's a person. It, the, the corona thing is, is, is someone, but can we please awaken that woman? Or awaken that man because they're sleeping. They should have been out here speaking to the nation, addressing the nation, saying this is the issue, but it's nothing to worry about. This is how we do, this is what we do. These are the ones we quarantine, these are the ones we let free. But the woman is still asleep. So there is no relevance of church until church raises leaders. That's your, your, your only thing tonight is you, you must look inside yourself as you're sitting down and stop getting irritated to think, why am I not leading yet? Why? What is it that's holding me back? Where? Where am I still afraid? Where am I still afraid? We can't send, we can't cut up Master Tori's limbs and send him to go do pharmacy or healthcare work or, or trading work or logistics work. We can't, we can't dissect the man and send him everywhere. But we have you. 
And as far as God is concerned, all he needs is you because he has a message. Men who are not bold enough to speak the message that God has given them, remain silent. You can live your life with all kinds of activities but you're still silent. At a stage in my life, I felt that way. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing things but I still feel like I'm quiet. You know what it is? It is the sign that your, your voice is not heard elsewhere. You cry in your bedroom and it's only you that knows. If you're frustrated in your bedroom, it's only you that knows you're frustrated. At least by now we should know when you're frustrated. It should send out signals throughout the world you're sent to know. Because there's still a holding back. If you heard God's message concerning your life, you would start speaking. You won't be folding your hands. Time to grow. And if Pastor Toby leaves us in the next few weeks or the next two weeks or whatever, are you ready for the next stage or the next chapter of God in your life? Or are you still fighting over the little things that God used to train you with? of venue is still a training. The hosting of a world event is your stage. So if you're still fighting over the booking of venue, God is like, this is training. This is not where you are speaking. You're not yet speaking in this time or in this in this fair. This fair is just a training ground. There's no need whispering in Pastor head, sir, I'm so strong, you know. I'm so ready. I understand the word. And this, when you said this bit, this is what you meant. And when you said that bit, this is what you meant. And it looked so amazing and glorious. But after you left him that night, who else heard it? You and him, and you went to go sleep with the word in your heart. No other man heard the word. No impact in the world. That's not the word of a world leader. I said to you that a virus outbroke and it's the man that's taking the engineering world that spoke because he's the only voice that's spoken yet in the thing no world doctor available it's Elon Musk that's talking to us about Corona how did the world get to a place where it lacks leaders there's no leaders guys understand the sheep are scattered they're looking, they're looking for a shepherd there's no leaders in the world None. Forget the titles that they gave them, prime minister or, or king. Forget that title. They're not leaders. And if you want to test that they're not leaders, then encounter them. But can you even encounter them? Have you grown enough in the grace of the word to make your way through the doors of Pharaoh? Have you, have you grown that there yet? Because I guarantee you, if you grow, you will see that Pharaoh is not even really a Pharaoh. He's still a man that believes. God's servant. You will understand that all these men that you once thought were your idols, you will understand and see how they crumble at the power of the world. There needs to be a frustration for leadership now. A hunger that cannot be quenched, a thirst that is inside you and you're just saying, enough is enough. Have you reached that place? I've reached places in prayer where I'm just saying, enough now. I need to express now. 
Forget the signs. I need, I need to have a word though. God, give me a message. I just need a message. It's great when we speak and we're, we're applauded for our speech, but if your word cannot make someone uncomfortable and create goosebumps in the body of a person, you're not speaking anything. If you don't drive someone to go change their life, you're not saying nothing. Don't enter into the shoes of those in the world that create pie charts to tell you they're leading. That do Excel documents to tell you they're leading. That wear sharp suits to tell you they're leading. These guys are not leaders. Ask them where are the sheep, where are the people here? An MP goes to do a rally, seven people. A guy runs for mayor, nine lights. What is that? Then you, you want to beg me to like your page? I should install a leadership that cannot lead. <laughs> I don't, don't worry, my sound pass don't go. It's not like it's not like it's gonna end up in Nigeria or anything. But I'm just saying, there's an illness though, guys, and I don't like pretending. I can pretend at the right time at the right place. When you catch me in my right element, I can pretend for you all day long. Awesome, wow, amazing, awesome. I can do that for you. But in the place of the word, and when I'm speaking the word, I have to tell you, there's no leaders. Even in the church, there's no leaders. So what is the work of Spanish? It is the great raising of shepherds. Don't forget your stuff. Your stuff is what you used to need. Don't forget your call to prayer. Who is the man that God has given the nations to? It's the man of the word. So if I say these things and you're not doing these things, just know that you're not preparing yourself for leadership. Listen, maybe not everyone here is going to be a leader. Some of you may end up being led by someone else. Maybe that's what you want. It's not what I want. But it's the man of the word if you're a man of the word. It's the man of prayer and if you're a man of prayer. And it's the man that gives. If you're not these three things, or if you're still lacking in these three things, you're a follower. Or maybe not even a follower. A follower is even good. You're a spectator. God gives the world to the man of prayer. Because the man of prayer, and those of you who were praying on Monday night, you understand how those who lack the, the, the passion for souls, when they enter into your midst, the whole atmosphere is stained. You know what it feels like when, when, when hordes of people come in and say, oh, we just want to pray with you today. And really you're like, I, we don't need you to pray with us today. Because there's no passion for the people inside you. <coughs> they were going to spend two hours singing worship just to rev the Holy Spirit up. Like one, you know how they use generators back in Nigeria? They're just revving the Holy Spirit up with worship. Cold ground. I hated cold ground so much in them tonsil days. It can just be one soul that's dead, just burning face looking at me. And I know we've got to sing now, sing, 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 until fire hits the ground and the word can flow freely. A man of the word. The word is the thing that makes no sense. It, it, it has no, there's no understanding to the word because the word is yourself. The true word is in your heart. It's you. So there is no understanding to it until unless you you heard what Pastor Toby said? He said that if a lizard reads the word and understands it, then the real lizard is the man. Yeah. Because
because God's language should be understood by the men he made. If any man that you meet that does not understand the word, these are animals in the garden. You always used to wonder, Lord, where were the other humans in the garden? They were there, lion and, and, and hippo. But they were the men that did not understand the word, so Adam had full right to have dominion over them. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Yes, so don't stop thinking to yourself, oh, but how did the other, you know when people start asking you questions, how did the other humans appear? They were dead. How big is your ark? I will know how big your ark is by how many people you're, you're raising and you're leading. How many people your staff has reached over? How many people have said to Stephen, Sir, I don't understand. Please give me understanding of the word. That's, a, that's, that's an animal. That's the man. As far as you don't understand. So they remained Christ's sheep until he blew in their face before he resurrected and gave them understanding of the word. They remained his sheep. And when they received understanding, they became men. Because fire is only going to fall on men. So he has to prepare them for, for, for the Pentecost. He has to re prepare them for revival. Who is the person that's ready for revival? The person that's begin to understand the word. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? It is from this word that you begin to understand what you're supposed to deliver to the world. So there's a scripture that I've just been, I've just been obsessed over. Weeks and weeks, but we get to Acts 17 from verse 29. Let's start from start from 27. No, sorry, start from 24. Is that what I said? Start from 24. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temples built by human hands. That's right. God's offspring. 
You came from him. You are his child. You are his person and his being. So therefore, it is a sin to consider God as an image of God. It is a sin to consider God as an image of silver. It is a sin to consider God as an image of stone because you yourself are not an image of stone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's, it's the understanding of who is God and, and what is his purpose in this world. And I'm, I'm asking these questions to understand, am I really reading what I'm seeing? That the divine being is not an image but is the exact replication of his offspring. The exact the exact replication of his offspring is who God is. So how long and how far have you been looking for God but you've been seeing yourself? And let's not try and make this anything more spirit than it is. It is very simple because the majority of the word is speaking the word in simplicity. It is Christ and nothing more and nothing less. But when the Lord begins to read, get to Jeremiah and before I knew you. And when God begins to things like before I knew you or before you were born I knew you how how when did when when is, go go on read that oh my god before I formed you in the womb I knew you go on before you were born I set you apart before you were born I set you apart I appointed you as a prophet to the nation my god so before you were born I knew you born I set you apart you know you know where scientists are, are are in line with the word is that they don't believe that there's anything called God and I think they're right because ask yourself where was the point of being born again where was the point where God said before you were born I knew you where was this point it is the point in which you have your first encounter with God is the first time in which you're born in this world. You're not understanding. What God is, is God is a vision of a thing. He is the message. That's why he calls him the word. He is the message. He is the vision of anything and any sphere. If you, if you get the message in the middle space, that is God. If you get the message in any space, that is God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But it is, when did you come to the realization of that message? You're not hearing what I'm saying? When did you come to the realization of that message? Because it is at that point that you became born again. So I'm speaking like this because it's leadership class. It is at that point, so God said, before you were born, I knew you. And, and sometimes you can rack your mind to think when was the point where God knew me before I was born no, it, that scripture is actually you speaking to yourself but at the point when Evan really understood what she's for is the only time that that scripture comes into play I don't think you get what I'm saying so Christ can only be Christ at the point when he's understood that he's called to die I found myself in the volumes of the book. So, I'm speaking to those who 
You, you know you're called for leadership, but you're still not born. You're still not living, you're still not alive. Why? Because you still not make the message. The message is you. The message, God's language is a person. So when God made the world, when God made this earth, listen, he made this earth and his first message to the world was Adam. His first, his first instruction to the world was Adam. But God is not the, the floating in the air. God is everything inside Adam that is convinced that I'm here to tend the garden. If I'm going to understand my call as a leader, the first thing I must do, and Christ said it to Nicodemus, he said to him, have you yet been born again? Or how did Nicodemus ask him, what is this message of preaching? How, how did he put it? How can a man be born again? How? How can he be born again? The, the, the first sign of born again is that you you come out with a different agenda. Do my best to speak to the leaders tonight because if you if you hear this word, you will understand that God is not very far away from you. He's not. He said that you are His offspring. As in, you came from Him. But because you came from Him, it means that He's inside you. So, how do we raise leaders in this time, in this space, in this generation? It's people that have broken out of the four walls of the church and have started seeing what God is saying about the world. Because Christ was born at the time where he now understood that God said, for I love the world so much that I sent my son. That scripture has been there all along. But no man has connected with it the way Jesus has connected with it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So inside here, is sperm cells. These are these are just these words are like sperm cells. They just they're looking for a womb to manifest itself. So the womb is the earth. So that's why when oh my god. So when God began to speak and he said that he formed a man from the ground. How does the word form a man? It is just that the ground understood what was being spoken of it. I gave birth to a man called Adam. It's, I, I couldn't tell you if he formed Adam's hand. But what I believe now is that Adam has always been there. But at the point where the ground understands what the word is saying, Adam comes alive. Adam begins to live. So I believe in discovery. I believe in discovery. Why? Because there's so much potent ground and so much potent words but how do we bring heaven on earth? How do we cause a stir in the world where we can get words to go into the ground and give birth to men? Give birth to people? So the virgin birth is very simple. It is a ground that, that, that understood a word. 
Are you hearing me? Because there's plenty of virgins in the world. So what for the first marriage is they found the ground that will believe. Are you hearing me? So the greatest way to tackle fear is the power of believing. So that's why he said, and for those who believe in me, they will have what? Speak to me, leaders. They will have eternal life. Why? Because they will no longer be mere men. Their, their belief in me will give birth to them. That is not offered. It's a message that God is trying to give the world. God is trying to give the earth a message. But for the meantime, it is has this ground understood what I'm speaking to it. You guys gotta hear what I'm saying now because I'm really trying to press in with this word. So it is, it is, there's a communication taking place in both sides. The earth is crying out and the heavens are crying out. But it is who understands who. Can you keep quiet so that the Lord can speak to you? Abel is wailing and crying in the ground. Abel is crying, Abel, Abel is, Abel is, is, is crying, but who is the manifestation of Abel? It is Jesus, all the way, how many years down? Huh? Christ, the manifestation of the cries of Abel, meaning that the ground was saying that an innocent man has been murdered, but this blood is not able to pay the price for sin. So there's a message, there's a message. God was trying to deliver a message at that time, which was, I'm trying to find a way to eradicate sin from the world. But the, the, the earth that's speaking to me is not able to do it. So don't despise the flesh too quickly. It is still your qualification for heaven to speak to you. Heaven don't speak to donkeys and cows. It is to earth, it is to man. It is the man. So unless man is hearing, man can't hear what God is saying. God the word. God the message. Oh Lord, I'm, I'm just looking for God. God, God appear to me, Lord. You're, you're crying out for foolishness. Because as the word was being made known to you, he was revealing himself to you. the encounter with Paul as they put it he said then a bright light shone let me tell you something if a bright light really exploded physically why didn't the other two guys see it it is at a point that someone has been speaking something in the heart of Paul for so long and Paul has been killing people thinking that he's hearing the right word but at a stage that that thing comes you know when the scientists say Eureka yeah. like finally at the finally point then he hears God yeah. and it's like an explosion of light why? it is the revelation at that point Paul or Saul became born again becomes born again. He now, he now all of a sudden, he, he hears the word and he understands the message. He understands the message. He's, he's now ready as a leader. What, what, what am I looking for in this? I told you, you're just looking for a message. 
You're just roaming this world to and fro. You're just looking for a message. You're looking for a, a message to wherever it is God is trying to speak to. Whoever God is trying to speak to, you're just trying to grab that message. Because when you grab that message, that's when everything in your life changes. He said that, and we are his offspring. We are his offspring, meaning that we are his people. We are like him. So if we are like him, then God is not something that is made by human. You're, you're, you're searching for God. You spend so long searching for God. But you've been hearing the words in your hearts for so long. You've been hearing these words in your heart speaking for so long. And God has been speaking to that ground for so long. Because guess why? It's not the first time we meet Stephen. That's what he was trying to say when he said, But I knew you before you were born. There's been Stephen before. There's been Stephen before the Stephen that came before. Is this the first gang to Christ person? No. There's a Stephen before the Stephen of the Stephen before. But it's a constant communication with the ground until the ground can understand what God is saying. Why? Because in the beginning, when he spoke to the earth, the earth responded with the word and made the first savior for this world. How do I respond to the word? So I'm just trying to make things easier for yourself as leaders. It is how do I respond to the words that I hear? How do how do I drive? What, what, what pushes me when I hear a word? How do I respond to that word? Because if you don't respond to a word, it means you're not yet born again. Very simple. It's a because my, my sheep hear my voice. Those who are of me, they hear my voice. There is no need for me to convince them. They hear me. When the master speaks, they hear. If you're still being encouraged to do certain things, you're just not yet born again, sir. This is leadership camp. So let me speak to leaders and let's not bother all things. It's not, it's not quite simply reciting, I give my Lord my life to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's not quite simply like that. Maybe that's the beginning. But I don't remember um, Paul Saul saying such thing. I don't remember Saul reciting the believer's prayer before the light exploded in his eye. He's been killing. And, and at the point where God made himself known to him, he's on his way to go and kill. What are you talking about? What kind of Christianity are you talking about? He's on his way to murder when God has met him. It's a conversation that he's been trying to have with God. You know that thing that you've been you know, you know your lack of boldness is the issue. It's the reason why you're so selfish. You're, you're only about yourself. Heaven is communicating with you, but heaven can't change the subject away from your, your faith. How do you expect God to speak to you about revelation when there's still a fear to reach out to your own kindred people? You're not ready for revelation. How, how can you expect God to speak to you about deep things when you're still, you're still fighting to overcome sin? Abraham's life is a life of testing. He's entered into wealth and prosperity when he, he 
obey the first test is, is the communication of the word to the man. And at the point when he hears the word and obeys the word, is the point where he's becoming more. He's becoming more and more like him. Very simple. I want to be more, you know, you hear that song singer, I just want to be more and more like Jesus. <laughs> you know what that song is about? I just want to be more and more like, like Jesus. It, the song, is, it pleased him to discipline the song. But Christ proved his sonship through what? Through obedience. He proves his sonship through obedience. manifestation of words being true in the world. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? That words become true in the world to sons. We don't want to hear about your what you do in your private room, how long you pray for. We don't, we don't care about that. We need to know if you're a son, we need to see like what is the manifestation of the word through your life? What is your obedience to the word? I'm not talking about exploits, I'm talking about obedience. Are you hearing me? It is obedience because somehow obedience is what marks someone to be oh, obedience is attractive obedience is attractive and I don't know how much more to put it but it is that Christ lives in obedience for the tax collector Christ lives in obedience for the prostitute Christ lives in obedience for those who are struggling to live in obedience but he lives their obedience on their behalf. He carries a word on their behalf. Because at this stage, he said, now the Jews were looking for a sign. Be careful of the Jews. These guys are always looking for sign. They're looking for sign because as far as the Jews know, God speaks through signs. It is signs that God communicates with the world. So they said to him, show us a sign like, like, like the Lord has shown us before, or whatever they said. <laughs> Jesus then speaks about Jonah and says, 
You're not going to get a sign. You wicked and adulterous people or generation. You're looking for a sign. But you're looking at a son. So Jews will look for signs for the Jews. The religious world always look for signs. They're looking for your signs. Are, signs are if you're really called, then you should do this. Relationships are, are boiled down to what you can do. If you're called, then show us this and show us that. How long do you pray for since you're called? How fire word do you preach since you're called? The Jews are always looking for a sign, but the issue is the signs cannot change the world. Signs don't change the world. The last time there was a sign for these Jews, there was a star in the sky. It was God's last sign to show them that He's still speaking. But did the Jews see the sign? The only man that can read signs is the world. The world can understand sign. So those wise men from Arabia or wherever they were from, they followed the star. But the sun will always bring you out the sun. Don't follow me now. But the issue is, when the Arabians get to the sun, they don't understand the sun. So we have a problem there. We have Jews looking for a sign. We have, we have the world looking for wisdom. <coughs> First Corinthians 1. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. Yeah. God was pleased with the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. Yeah. But we preach Christ crucified. Yeah. A stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. Yeah. But to those who God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God. Although the Jews are looking for a sign, 
And although the Greeks are looking for wisdom, God stays firm in speaking one language, which is my son. But it is Christ crucified. And you, you leaders, you've got to understand this, is that the burden of the cross is the message that you should be speaking. But the burden of the, of the cross according to your life, Because I said to you that although you need to understand now that you are his offspring, you are the Christ of this world, the saviors, that's what Christ means, the saviors of this world. But it is not you just preaching that, it is you displaying the burden of the savior. It is in, it is in that week, you know, you know what we do is we hide our weakness so much because the world displays itself as so strong. The wisdom of the Greeks looks so flamboyant and so big and so great. But it is in the burden of Christ's cross that God is trying to speak. So they don't understand what God is saying because it never makes sense. It doesn't make sense that the next world leaders need to come from the prison cell. It doesn't make sense. It is the burden of the cross of, of Christ. That is, that is his burden now. But the wisdom of the world says that the next world leader should come from Cambridge. I need you now as leaders to start looking at your own lives and start looking at places where you counted as weakness. Places where you, you thought that these, these are actually my places of being a liability. But I need you to be able to expose those places to the world. Expose yourself fighting for life. I don't think you understand. Is that if a whole social media outbreaks against us and sees us in our weakness and fighting, that is what makes us relevant to the nation. How many times do they glory in you posting videos of, of us in prayer? Of us speaking the word powerfully? It is at the point where you think Jacob has been bound. You know, the strength of Isaac is the day he carried the, 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 the sacrifice on his back. As he's making his way up the mountain to be the offering of Abraham. Oh my God. He's making his way up to be Abraham's offering, but that's what qualifies Isaac to be the next leader. After Abraham leaves the world, that's what qualifies Isaac to be the next leader, is in that he's accepted. He's accepted the burden that his father has put on him as an offering. But sometimes we feel like the, the, the burden of the offering is what makes us look weak. Okay, maybe I just need to bring this closer to home to you. I see a man that's taken a life before. He's, he's, he's murdered someone before. Who else knows the value of life more than him? When God begins to pick world leaders, he's picking men that you think that, that is the part he should be hiding from everyone. But that is the part that makes him a better ruler than the, the, the eaten boy outside. The eaten boy has never seen anyone beat him back and back and forth. You know when 
they're in parliament and they're discussing laws that concern you. Yeah. Can you can you imagine they concern they discuss grants concerning your life and they've never lived your life? Yeah. They talk about benefits concerning the lives of your cousins and and, and I'm seeing your kids talking about oh we need more jobs. Do you know who was speaking about that? <laughs> A young boy who has an internship at, at Goldman Sachs or Bank of England, because I was there that day, I don't know if you were there. When we went to Parliament and this young guy, his name was Ben, and he's speaking about we need more jobs. This guy has an internship with Bank of England. And he's complaining that there's not enough jobs outside. <laughs> thinking to him, you've not seen jobless people yet. So the issue is, when they come out and say, we've flooded out jobs into the nation, he's going to say, yeah, 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 I know, because my cousin just got accepted into Goldman. Really? There's some people that don't even know what Goldman is. They can't even spell Goldman. In their neighborhoods, they don't even sell books. They only sell... Um, Porn magazines. That's the height of knowledge there. And then if you want to make make yourselves a bit smarter, you read um, the sports the sports magazine. They don't leave books in Peckham. Who's gonna read them? I know because I'm living. I remember when I was trying to get knowledge on certain things, and I break get into a Dublin Smith, and I'm thinking, where is this book? Said, no, 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 no. Book section is all. It's just porn magazine, porn magazine. And spokesman is finished. The weakness of this community is happens to be the cross that God has put on them. So the world thought that they were killing them, but they, they're creating the right environment for God to raise up a savior. You gotta look around yourself and ask yourself what disqualifies me from hearing the message. <coughs> It is that place of comfort where you feel like you're fine. When you think like you have your life well put together, it, it's, it's difficult to hear God's message because God's message is always a revival message. It's always a message that speaks about, are you in need for more? How can those with fat bellies tell you? How can they rule you? A prime minister is, is a leader to the poor and to the rich. But he's never seen poverty in his life. He's never been through it. He, he doesn't understand what it takes when you apply for a job and you've got a master's degree and they tell you you're overqualified and you need more experience. But sir, I was in school. I was in school. When you were looking for me to get experience, you told me to get an education. How many boys who have degrees will, will hit the streets? I remember the twins. The twins were studying law. Some of you don't know who the twins are. These are the most vicious men, in, one of the most violent guys in, in, in East London, and they, they're law students. But where was the law when they were shooting their friend? When their friend was shot, there was no law. So these guys took law in their own hands. Leaders is very simple. God is speaking, but God is speaking through his son. And the world is going to do everything to ask you for a sign. Like, why are you called? Don't, don't answer. Don't 
try and display some kind of brilliance to convince your manager about you. Don't do you. You know you get you get that situation where I'm not like a baboon to do tricks. Now is now my trick. So you can like, oh wow, you're great. But you must keep a message while you're there. If you go there with the mind of a leader with a message for those guys if you have a message for them and you stay to that message you you realize that your manager actually needs more help than you think i think some of you are seeing that now in your workplace you are seeing some of those guys who call themselves consultants coming to ask you for help coming to ask you for help why because you just stayed relentlessly on something Don't go around looking for help from those who need help. But in the wisdom of what they preach, they look strong. That's the thing about the Greeks. They have their plates on their subtleties and they look powerful in what they've created. It, it's so hard to tell them that, listen, as strict as I look, I'm stronger than you. So, so sometimes when they speak against you, you want to start piling on things. You want to put on the armor of Saul to go and fight Goliath. You, you think like you need to look like a soldier to go and fight. All you need was a message. God sent a son into finance, sent a son into anywhere. And God said, just go there with a message. Do you know how many distressed people are in those places? But they just need someone who can speak what God is saying. What is God saying? God speaks one language. It's called Elohim. God speaks one language. It's called um, Pastor Faith. It's called Bitter. It is the son that he's trying to speak to. How many times did you hear God speak here? It is through his men, through the prophet, through his sons, through his men. That is how God speaks. So until you have swallowed the pill to understand Moses inquired of the Lord and the Lord spoke to Moses but who told you that the Lord spoke to Moses is it not Moses that told you how many times did God come down to say okay now this is my day let me write wait wait wait, 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 wait this is my day <laughs> God's word written by men remember when Pastor Tommy was saying God's word but man's heading, is it God's heading but man's word or whatever, right? That is exactly what it is, but it is like, are you going to continue God's word or keep on searching for God in one atmosphere? Sometimes you're in your classroom and you're searching for him somewhere. What are you talking about? The conversation of your heart, God speaking to you. And he's going to maintain that conversation until you decide to break away from it. Then he starts with your seat. This is how you get generations of people trying to try to fulfill God's work. So we're going to get into prayer. We're going to go into a time of prayer. And it's just very simple. It is just... The message is very simple. And I'll tell you a message. It is nation building and nation taking that is the message. Nation building, nation takeover. And if 
you in your heart, there is no message, there is no nation, there are no people that you feel like you're sent to. There's no, there's no one that you believe for. Then that's when you start praying. Lord, Lord, show me my kind. Show me my kind. I thought you'd be praying right now. Stephen, 
or Ebony or Emma, he sees you as the message. You know, Pastor, when you began to speak, it reminded me of a verse, right? Of the fig tree. Now, I asked myself a question, and you know, we've read this scripture many times. Why did Jesus curse that fig tree when you saw it at that time? Why did he curse it? The Bible says he was hungry. It says he approached the fig tree for food and there was no leaves, there was no figs on that, on that leaf, on that palm, right? It says he went to the fig tree and he saw that the fig tree was empty. It had no fruit, no fruit of its kind. If you go to Genesis, you'll realize that in creation, Christ spoke, God spoke to that tree. When God made the earth, he said, let this tree, let the trees bring seed and fruit according to its time. Right? He spoke. He spoke a message concerning the shape of that tree. He formed that tree with his words. He said, let the trees bring fruit according to its type. He spoke out. But when you fast forward to Matthew, I believe, when you approached the fig tree, he saw no fruit. What happened? That fig tree didn't hear the message. It didn't receive that word. When Christ spoke in Genesis and formed that fig tree, it's almost like it was death. It was death. So when you got to Matthew and you approached the tree in hunger, there was no fruit there. So my question is, how much times has Christ spoke over me? Am I carrying that message? That message of what I should be, am I carrying it? You know, when I think about it sometimes, when I have moments where I meditate, I look at myself and I say, is Christ, am I, am I taking the shape of the message I should be? And when I realize that I'm working beneath my potential, some of, some of us know who we should be, right? Some of us may have not realized it yet. Pastor Kevin said when he came in, he didn't understand. He said through the word, through prayer, through fellowship, he began to realize who he's meant to be. Sometimes it takes you time to get there. So when I look at myself and I realize that I might fall below, let's say, potential, below who I am, <coughs> it's concerning. And what worst of all is not even hearing that message. Yeah. Yeah. The message that Christ listened, he spoke in creation, right? About this tree that Jesus was going to encounter many years later. We've read Jeremiah, before I formed you, I knew you. I spoke concerning you. I formed you. Many years before we were born. But some of us don't know who we are. We haven't heard that message. Some of us, some of us know, but we're not carrying it. So the prayer is simple. It's one prayer. It's either simple. You're going to pray in your own way. You know what affects you in the word that we heard today. It's a powerful word. You know, you know yourself. It's a personal prayer. It's either, Lord, open my ears. Let me hear the message, oh Lord. Open my ears, Lord. Let me hear that anyway. Amen. Let me hear that message. Those of you that know who you are, Lord, let me actualize that message. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. When you take form of the message, you produce, you produce seed according to your time. You know already, you're not producing any seed. You're not producing any fruit. You're not carrying that message. You're not actualizing that message. So it's simple. Lord, let me hear. Let me hear this message, O oh Lord. And it's through the words, you know. Listen, let me tell you something. The Bible says that God spoke. So we know it's through his word. He spoke in Genesis. So we know it's not through going out and, and finding yourself from some course or anything like that. We know it's simply through the word. That's how he speaks. 
So we're gonna pray the simple prayer. Lord, open my ears. Let me hear this message. Or two, Lord, let me carry this message. Lord, let me carry this message and produce fruit of to my time. Amen. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray.
in this prayer now. And if it's too difficult a prayer for you to pray, then maybe you should just not pray the prayer or you can leave the person. But I want you to pray this prayer. Lord, test my obedience. And it's going to open a whole world of stuff for you this week. I don't, frankly don't care, but the, the level of prayer needs to increase in the house. Lord, test my obedience. Because now you need to know if you're actually walking in what you've been hearing. So that you don't fool yourself to think you're hearing words and you're in line with the word. Because sometimes you can be hearing the word and and I do I hope you know the flesh reacts to the word as well. So you don't want to be hearing words and believe that you're in line with the word. But really your heart is far away from the stuff which is what God uses to correct his sheep. Lord, test my obedience. This is, this is how Abraham affirms himself as God's friend, God's son, and as God on earth. It is through the testing of his obedience. Are you with me, guys? Yes, are you afraid of praying the prayer, sir? Yeah, no, that's what I said. That's what I God help me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pray this prayer. God, test my obedience. I'm impossible. I told me, and I agree with what he said. It's, it, there just needs to be an oil of prayer. And sometimes this is what the world will do. is It's got to remove from your mind that <coughs> it is through the suffering of the Son that the world understands the message. Mm. So the world don't understand the message unless you look weak. But they don't understand. They, they, they're trying to come to understanding of how is this weak person stronger than us. That's what the, the word was saying to us today. It's that in the wisdom of God, Christ is in preaching Christ crucified. Not preaching Christ in all his glory. It is the preaching of Christ crucified that brings the world at its knees. So it is at the place of you showing your obedience. A body you prepared for me is a body that lives in obedience with God's word. So you're going to pray this prayer. You're going to say, Lord, test my obedience.